Hey, Ansel Lee here. Welcome to this edition of Common Grounds. Common Grounds is a place where we can come together over around a cup of coffee to talk about life experience, talking about business experience, building relationships, so you will succeed in both personal and business life. So, hey, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, uh, enjoy this brew and listen in to our conversation today. Hey, Ansel Lee here. Hey, with another edition of Common Grounds. Hey, Common Grounds comes to you uh, and is taped in a coffee shop in downtown Conway, Arkansas called Blue Cell Coffee. So uh, as uh, one of my daughters uh, said the other day, she loved the background noise. Well, you know, uh, here comes a, uh, a little toddler running run past us right now. So you never know what kind of background noises you're gonna have. But I really have some cool guests and uh, here goes the mom chasing the toddler down the, uh, down the aisle. Um, so it's uh, really a, a cool place. And, uh, you know, Common Grounds, I wrote, uh, comes from the, uh, my book, Common Grounds, I, that I, did, I wrote a couple years ago. And what we're doing on this podcast is really just having, having a cup of coffee, talking to, talking to a friend, and learning about how we, you know, about, about their story and about, you know, what they've done. And, the, the, and, and maybe you get some value in, in it so that it would uh, help you in your success in life. So, um, hey, so sit back and, um, and join us. Thanks for being here today. So our, my guest today is uh, my, my good friend uh, and my cycling coach, Terry Coddington, which we're not going to talk about my cycling right now. Terry, thanks, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, glad to be here. Well, Terry has, uh, has got an incredible background and, um, and such a talented fella that uh, it's so interesting. I really um, I just really wanted to have you on the, the podcast here early on. And um, now <clears throat> you, uh, you're, you're originally from? I grew up in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So if you have any Civil War questions, I can... <laughs> Civil War questions. All right. Well, um, and you know, really, what where you are today, and one of the one the top cyclists in the in the state, and um, has you really have introduced me to cycling, and and many folks around me, and um, not only um, my last guest that was on this uh, our, our podcast, uh, Tim Atkins, Dr. Tim Atkinson. I talked to go talked into going to this uh, Diamond Bluff Bonanza, that which was a gravel ride and just about, um, you know, killed both of us. So, uh, so um, any rate, but it was for a good cause. It was a beautiful day and and uh, a good time. So, what are tell me what I know, I know you're working with NICA. Tell me what NICA is. NICA is uh, short for the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, and uh, we have a league here in Arkansas. There's leagues in 35 states. Um, the concept's been around for about 10 years uh, and is spreading like wildfire, um, what it's doing for youth cycling and right. cycling in general. So it's uh, 
grades 6 through 12 uh, mountain biking, and I would kind of liken it to uh, more or less a youth development program that we just kind of use the sport of cycling as the, as the I guess, motivation or the tool to do it. So. Oh, cool. Well, I, I know that you, you um, I'm not sure what all you do with NICA, so you, you're going to you know, help, help, uh, help me understand more about that. But I know you, you, you coach the local uh, mountain bike team uh, here in Conway that you, uh, you, you organize and right. put together. And, and if, I'm, if I'm ever on my bike and I'm riding someplace, it is a, a ton of kids that are you know that I'm having to to to, to watch. Actually, I get a joy out of out of seeing them out there, and uh, man, it's so great to see them on a bike. Yeah. So we uh, we're entering our fourth year. Um, started it. Uh, the league's been around for five years, um, and initially, you know, we just couldn't get a lot of traction. A lot of the teams are affiliated with schools, and we just couldn't get that done here in Conway, so we have what's called a composite team, which has been such a blessing, because we have homeschool kids, kids from Conway, kids from Greenbrier, Bigelow, uh, around the local communities that are on our team uh, as a result. And, uh, and, that, and that's both public school and private school? And, private and, and, and homeschool. And homeschool, yeah. So um, the, it's a fall sport. Uh, we're not affiliated with AAA or anything. Triple tri A meaning the Arkansas Activities Association. Right. right. So um, <clears throat> it's a, a fall sport. We have four races in the fall. We don't know what that looks like in, in today's uh, new new normal. So right. we're still planning on a regular season. Uh, we are in the process of starting practice. Uh, this like this week is our coaches' practice weeks where I work with the coaches. Uh, and then the kids start practicing next week. So we're expecting over 50 kids. And uh, we have, in just four years, we have the largest team in the state. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. And uh, it's a, n no small thing uh, to, to, to volunteer and to, and to help these kids and, and to coach them. And, um, you know, as a former uh, high school soccer coach, I – you know, I just uh, one of the greatest joys I've got in my life yeah. was doing that and, and, and working with my assistant coaches right. yeah, to work with the kids. The thing. You, none of this would be possible without the volunteers. Um, the other night I had 17 coaches at practice. Uh, and it's, this is a co-ed sport. No, it's very inclusive. Nobody sits on the bench. Um, awesome. And, just uh, the diversity is really like we had 10, 10 men and 10 women, or sorry, seven women at the practice. So it's uh, something that everybody can do. Yeah, no, I, I see a lot of enthusiasm, and especially right now uh, during this COVID time, people are jumping on a bike. Oh, it's, it's, it's one of the things, few things you can do. Um, you're outside. And it's very easy to socially distance while you're on a bicycle. Um, and plus, people are kind of, I would say, rediscovering their childhood. I, yeah. I feel like I've never lost it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of folks are going out and finding that, that love for the bike again and getting the wind in their hair, whether it's 110-degree heat index or not. Right, you know? right. So... 
Yeah, you know, and I, I will just say that that's been one of the one of the great things of me learning to jumping back on a bike. When you put me back on a bike, you know, about a year and a half ago, <clears throat> it's just real. It's just the thrill of you know being able to ride and and I feel like I'm flying. You know, it's not like I'm running. You know, I, it's I'm, I'm 57 now, and I, I was a runner, um, and, but I'm. But it, there is nothing like sitting on a bike and 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 ride and going fast. <laughs> you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. You made me think of Ricky Bobby there. <laughs> well, I, I could be uh, you know, Ricky Bobby for him uh, for uh, uh, for for Conway <laughs> cycling. Oh my gosh. Um, so um, um, so now you tell me that you're working on a. Um, um, you're, you're, uh, you do many things. I mean, coaching. I mean, you know, this Nike coaching is one small piece of who, what Terry Coddington does. I mean, you're about promoting cycling, you know, all over. Um, but especially in the state, I know that you're working with the uh, the Walton family on on some stuff. That you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, I'm working uh, with the Walton Family Foundation on a grant. To put some more multi-user soft surface trails in Conway, and I've been uh, kind of working on, you know, really that whole process for me and Conway Trail started where I just wanted the trails to be better, wanted a place to ride, and so I just started working on them, and then I just decided to be more of an advocate for it. And it's like blossomed into this whole new thing, and cycling is exploding in the state of Arkansas. Um, and the Walton Family Foundation has poured millions into that effort. Um, and you know, we're going to have some more trails coming to Conway to uh, a location. You know, hopefully in, uh, that's easily accessible. We haven't quite nailed it down yet. Right. Uh, but we're working on that. But I've more or less have a grant approved and it's just down to lane managers and access and the appropriate type and you know distance of trail all the logistics that go into it cool and 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 i know you worked on a on a a, a, a cycling project for one of the schools here i think bob Cor- right. bob courtway bob courtway well, yeah. yeah i wrote a grant for uh, the courtway middle school um, they have a mountain bike program at that middle school. Um, I went to the school administrators, and I was so happy that they said yes. Um, and we got that through the Specialized Bikes Foundation. Uh, and there is about 35 mountain bikes at the Courtway School. We mapped out a little course there for them. And uh, part of the grant was their PE teachers got sent to California and got trained. and. and Unfortunately, everything has kind of come to a halt whenever the school season ended. So right, right. The, the end goal of that was uh, it started out as outride, and it was to outride ADD, ADHD, those types of things. Uh, and it's it's a grant and a study to to show that more activity can result in better grades and better behaviors in school. Um, whenever I initially started that. You know, we picked the Courtway School because, of, you know, there's, I want to say there's almost 20% of the kids there hadn't ridden a bike or did not have a bike. And so it was just 
a logical thing to expose more kids in our community. Well, it's well. You've you've done some great work there, and the and the kids the the kids have really benefited from that. Um, now, have you worked in other other places in helping develop bike trails and stuff like that up in north any northwest Arkansas? Is that uh, yeah? So, uh, kind of as I started into advocacy, I've gotten involved in a lot of various projects. Uh, I've built and maintained trails in the Conway area. Right. Cadron Settlement um, for working on approvals for some trail at Hendricks Village. Right. Um, and as far as other trails, you know, uh, we I helped kind of found a nonprofit that maintains trails at Willie Hollow. Um, I've done other other projects. Uh, worked with Arkansas State Parks and in, in some of their different projects. So. Well, well, outstanding, and I. I, that's just just great work, and I know again I know how much you, you do and you volunteer, but uh, but you're also a pretty good cyclist, um, and I know you've ridden some some dandy rides um, that um, that I I pay attention to the Leadville is uh, that you Leadville one hundred yeah it's uh, what is that thing <laughs> it is I, you know arguably the one of I would say the hardest. Um, maybe not the most technical, but arguably the hardest 100-mile mountain bike race. And it's held in Leadville, Colorado. Most of the reason it's hard, I mean, the, the best people are from around the world attend it. It's world-known. World um, but it starts at 10,200 and goes up from there. And you climb up to the highest peak is 13.2, somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. And uh, so you're doing it with very little oxygen and amongst some of the best people. So it's, it's a challenge. Well, and, and I know that, uh, like, I think when, you, when you're, the, you're, like, was it your first time that you wrote it? You got, you were sick yeah. up to that, yeah. and then it, but you got the belt buckle. Yeah, so they give belt buckles out. The, the goal is if you they shoot a shotgun off, you know, like Old West style, that's how they start the race. They shoot it again at 12 hours. And so if you beat 12 hours, you get a you get a belt buckle. If if you beat nine hours, you get a bigger belt buckle and it's gold. Right. And, um, so my goal was to break eight hours. Um, and I was training with all my training buddies, and we're in Park City, Utah, and I got started feeling ill about five days before the race and got diagnosed with pneumonia five days, five days before Leadville. Oh, no. I was, I was told not to race. Yeah. Um, and I started my antibiotics and everything, and I woke up on race morning, and uh, leading up to the race, I just thought I was going to go cheer my buddies on. I woke up on race morning and was like kind of, hey, I'm, I'm here, and I feel the best I've felt in probably 10 days. So I'm at least going to start. And uh, so I started, you know, and then it just gets into, I'm pretty bullheaded. <laughs> so uh, I, I was having a good day, and then I guess maybe the medication wore off somewhere about mile 50 or 48. I can, re I can remember it like it was yesterday. And then, <laughs> then it was pretty much uh, a supper fest the rest of the way. But I finished in nine hours flat. To get the gold buckle and a pretty dramatic finish, uh, sprint right. finish, 
coming back into town, you're climbing about a half mile climb back into Leadville, and some lady was at the bottom of this hill, and I was just emotionally a wreck. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And I had my head down, and she screamed that I better sprint if, uh, if I'm going to make it. And she could hear the announcer and the PA system. I couldn't hear it, and so I took off sprinting. The crowd responded, um, and just I, I want to say everybody that was present was on the on the street in front of me and moving out of the way at the last second as I was riding to them. And I'll probably never have another moment like that on a bicycle. Really, yeah, it, it was it was that kind of that kind of experience that emotionally. You know, I, I got done, and they told me I got the gold buckle, and then I just stopped back to all the training miles with my buddies and sacrifices that my family and I made, and and, uh, and I just started boohooing like a little kid, kind of like a little kid in the background. It's very similar. <laughs> For dramatic yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. The key to sound effects. So. That sounds like me on a... On a, on the, when I was riding the Diamond, Diamond Bluff Bonanza, um, anyway, and there there's some pictures to prove yeah. that my, my my pain and suffering, by the way, online somewhere. Um, but uh, well, it's a great. I, I know that you 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 train hard, and uh, not only do you train hard, do you train others um, uh, as well. So tell me tell me about your your coaching um, that you do, and and what you do for folks. Right. So I, at one point, in my like cycling career. Um, whenever I, to kind of go way back and give the 10,000 foot story, so my first mountain bike race, when I signed up, I was in what's called the Clydesdale class. That's for riders that are over 200 pounds. Um, and so that's kind of how I, how I started. And I started doing better and then I just started, I'm very competitive and I started, I hired a coach and then, uh, my, my former coach was a professional athlete and trained me and taught me how to coach. And um, I've taken various courses and things. And over the last 20 years of riding competitively and, and competing nationally and going overseas and different things, I've found, and also like with the NICA team that we talked about, I just have a love of coaching and helping people achieve their goals. And so I left the insurance business after 16 years and started psychological, um, which is kind of a play on words. It's spelled like bicycle, psychological, and uh, and started not uh, skills coaching, but also fitness coaching with my athletes. And there's not a lot of coaches out there that can do both, can teach or are certified to teach skills and fitness so um, there's it's all encompassing you know we, we can talk about race strategies well, I think it's cool and, and and your work with me is that you know through my Fitbit on my on my on my wrist you you can you you can see uh, you can see what all I'm doing and how I'm how you know how I'm making it how I'm progressing um, and through my rides, you know, when I, you know, when I, you know, uh, you know, um, it, it inter interfaces with, um, you know, a couple of apps, and and it's really cool. 
So um, and and so you can adjust things to the you know to the to the uh, uh, to the person. Yeah. And then as you become more fit, you know, there's testing stuff involved where you retest and you find out new zones, the working zones, and right specific heart rate zones um, that make you more. I always kind of looked at it as a when I was in the insurance business. I just just I only have so much time. To exercise per week, right? Family commitments, work, and so I took the approach. I need to ride smarter, not harder, um, and that's how I kind of approach things. Um, and then also approach it with life stress equals training stress. You know, and there's a lot of um, folks out there that can train you for an event, but maybe don't take into account that if you're working 15-hour days, that's that at some point that equates to a workout. So. Gotcha. Well, it's it has been very um, man. You've, you've you've taken me from from uh, you know a, a, an old fat boy to you know uh, I'm still an old fat boy, but but I can ride a bike. You know, uh, you know, probably if, if you know. Um, but you had me uh, riding for a 50 mile ride. Yeah. And uh, and it took me through a, a progression of workouts to to be able to do that, and how wonderful that was to see my daily workout. All I had to do is uh, you know you know look at my phone and see you know hey look today I'm going to do a, do an hour hour long and I'm just going to do work on climbs or something like that. And so it's um, it's really cool uh, uh, what what you're doing and and highly effective. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I find fascinating and. Uh, about Terry Coddington is that uh, you were uh, once. Uh, well, let's let me just go back to you. You were in the Navy, yeah, and, yeah. and on, on an aircraft yeah. carrier, you know, uh, post post high school, um, and and spent time in the in the Navy on the aircraft carrier, and uh, also got to work with the Blue Angels. Yeah, I was, um, you know, growing up in a, in a Civil War town. Like I said, there wasn't a lot to do unless you're going to be in the tourism business um, and I wasn't quite ready to you know go to college and I thought I would kind of work my way through um, using the GI Bill in the military yeah. and so I ran off and joined the Navy and um, you know I remember coming home and telling my mom and she's like you know what are you going to do if there's a war in the next four years I was like oh mom there's not going to be a war and it was like nine months later the Gulf War broke out, you know, Desert Storm, and uh, so I was on board uh, two different aircraft carriers um, for deployments, and uh, then I finished out my eight-year Navy career. My last three years was with the uh, U.S. Navy Blue Angels, so as part of the part of the team, I wasn't a pilot, but I still got to go flying and travel all around the country, and just uh, an amazing group of people and an amazing experience whenever you think about uh, teamwork and it's uh, they have about half of the staff of a regular fleet squadron and so you wear many hats at that command um, and you know so we were very busy and um, you know also cross trained and many things really whenever I look back on my life everything prepares you for something else and that, right. that prepared me for for other things in my life you know you don't see it 
kind of like the Steve Jobs speech. You can only see it when you look in your rearview mirror. Right. And, and connect the dots. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. One of the, the one of my favorite pictures of you is, is sitting in the in in the back seat of uh, in the cockpit or, uh, of the. Uh, of one of those uh, jets yeah. for the Blue Angels. So you're, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest smile. It's one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen you smile, yeah, you know? Di- different events in my life where I have those photos. Um, that's, that's one of them that I look back on. Uh, that was, we had just landed um, from one of my first flights in the F-18. Um, and just, I've got video of it, like I'll have to share it with you one time. Like, I'm pretty ugly under seven and a half T's. So, um, if you want to see my cheeks down around my neck, that's pretty much what it looks like. Well, and, and you, hey, by the way, you, you said something about when you first started riding, you you were um, overweight. Yeah. And, and that, um, and you're not over, I'm looking at you now, you're not overweight. Uh, I mean, you're, uh, so what has that done for your your health and your fitness uh, by being a, a cyclist oh well it's just um, I, I, you know in a, my professional career I was in insurance and claims business and down in Florida just had gotten so wrapped up in work that you don't realize it it's just a pound here and a pound there and before you know it you've put on some weight and Post, post maybe, and I just gradually, over the course of time, say 10 years or so, I just I put on a lot of weight, and uh, a friend of mine in the insurance business invited me to go on a bike ride, and, and it just brought me back to kind of like you said, like just going back to being a little kid, and right. it felt great. I started riding and losing weight, you know, you, you get your physicals annually and the doctor said I don't know what you're doing but keep doing it and that was even further yep. motivation and I was also racing cars at the time um, as, as a hobby and kind of almost did that professionally at one point but and I really thought about well this is going to help me become a better driver you know I won't be as tired as my competitors and stuff and then the more and more I got into it, the more I loved it, and I eventually I sold all the racing stuff, and now I have the equivalent of probably two or three race cars hanging in my garage now. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Yes, you, yes, you do. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, um, so, I mean, with that and what it's done for your health, um, you know, how how could someone get started? You know, because I've, as a matter of fact, I, I, as I was sharing with you, someone last week. <clears throat> a friend of mine on Facebook said, hey, he hit me, actually, in here, he asked me about buying a bike and, and you know, getting getting started. How, how would you, if someone wanted to start cycling, you know, and, you know, how would you get them, how would you, how would you start? Yeah, so, um, you know, like, and, and to kind of back up for a second, you know, health is much more than just physical, like, the mental, yep. the mental aspects of cycling are, are huge. Also, just, um, and so I, it helps with all of that. But if somebody's wanting to start, um, you know, the, the best thing to do is kind of figure out, you know, what your kind of your your appetite or your flavor is. Like, what kind of riding do you want to do? Do you want to ride off-road, uh, just on the road? You know, what type of riding do you want to do? And, and whenever 
folks don't know, you know, it's the best thing, your first bike, the best thing to get is a mountain bike. You can ride it anywhere. And you can ride it on trails, you can ride it on paved trails, you can ride it on the road until you discover what your true passion is. Right. That's the best way to go, what I recommend. And, and so a visit to your local bike shop. We're blessed to have the ride in Conway, and they've been a big supporter of mine. And uh, But go in there and get fit. You know, it's important to know what size bike. Too many times people start out and they're on the wrong size bike, and they don't have a good time. They're uncomfortable. They have aches and pains, different things, and just having it properly set up. And then uh, after a while, it's, and just start out easy, you know, make sure you wear a helmet. You know, there's local cycling groups. They have Conway Bicycle Advocates uh, here in town. Um, right. There's various different groups. We've even got a, a way we communicate on Group Me, where we know when groups are leaving on rides so that people aren't riding alone if, unless they just want to or have to due to their schedules. Um, there's group rides on Monday nights and Wednesday nights at the McGee Center at 6 p.m. Also, actually, one leaves here from Blue Sail Saturday morning. So. Yeah, I know the, the owner is a, a big cyclist yeah. here and uh, has tried to uh, beat you on a couple of occasions. So <laughs> we won't bring that up. But um, but if you're, you know, it, whatever town you're in, you know, uh, you know, they can go, uh, you know, uh, to a local cycling shop. What, how would they look, how would they find, you know, find a bike? you know, that to fit them. Um, do you, I mean, do you have, um, uh, is, what, what's the best way for them to contact you to maybe even ask these questions? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm out there on Facebook. I've also got an Instagram account uh, for psychological coaching uh, and a Facebook page, and so I, I can be reached there. Spell, spell psychological. C-Y-C-L-E-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Okay. So at gmail.com is my email, but it's, uh, you know, psychological. But psychological is what you can also look up uh, on Facebook right. and, and connect with you there on your media. Right. Multiple avenues, or they can just look up Terry Coddington on Facebook. I have two different Facebook pages. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's outstanding, because I know a lot of times we'd, <clears throat> we'd like to get started or we'd like to get better. Yeah, maybe we're cycling, and I know that uh, you know put a couple of friends connected you that you know that are you know getting started and where you can take them to where they can ride 50 miles um, and uh, do uh, you know wherever that may be. Um, so um, um, yeah. So uh, anything else you'd like to say about uh, uh, your riding and and your coaching and um, I, no, I just look at it as a way to give back. Somebody once asked me, you know, why I coached. Um, and I would say, you know, I guess that the answer that I gave was, was that one day, um, you know, I was riding and during the ride I was just kind of contemplating what, what my legacy was and is my legacy just race finishes. And I wanted to be much more than that. And mm. that's, my kids were younger, and I wanted them to have a program. Um, 
I was fairly new to Conway. I'd actually been hit twice as a cyclist in Conway, and so I was getting more involved in Abbotsby and cyclist safety. And, and so that's, I wanted my legacy to be that I wasn't, that I, I finished this race or that race. I wanted it to be that I made my, my family better, my community better um, through the sport of cycling. It's kind of my passion, what I've chosen. So that's kind of if I was gonna share that with somebody. That's I guess where my passion is. Is that I want to I want to give back. I want to help people. There's so many things that can be discovered on the bike, and you can rediscover who you are. Um, you can get better fitness. And you, it, also it also makes, makes the community, community better, better. whether uh, there's more there's people more in people Conway cycling now than ever before, and I like to think that I had a, I had a little hand in that, you know. I, I work out of coffee shops like you, and sometimes Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm kind of missing my morning Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know you are. Um, I know you are. Like the telltale sign is you sit there and you watch cars go through, and now more and more cars go through with bike racks you know now and bikes on them and different things than ever before it wasn't like that five years ago and so i just i've watched some of these cycling programs transform our community and a lot of people a lot of people don't see it but it's happening so entire like through our nyca program right with the conway bearcats um i've seen you know i've seen families come together um where kids starts riding and wants to join the team and the family is not athletic or riding at all then all of, before you know it the whole family's riding and next thing you know the whole family's riding and traveling together and going to these new places and these new adventures it's a beautiful thing it is yeah. it is uh, and, 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 and primarily the, bis- the, the bicycles the um, that you you ride or specialize is that correct? That's correct. Uh, I, I love the brand. Um, there's a lot of great bicycle companies out there. Um, I just I love the specialized brand of bikes. They've been good to me. Um, they're one of my sponsors. I'm an ambassador for them, and uh, they they've always stuck behind their products. And we have a great shop in town that sells specialized. Industry leading, you know, bikes. Yeah, and you can, so you can find a specialized bike. You can Google it, of course, but um, but you can find a specialized bike or bike shop anywhere, probably. Yeah, you know, there's shops that are, spe- you know, whenever I say specialized, like there's shops that are specialized dealers, but then there's also other brands. Um, that may only sell their brands, but you know you can walk into most specialized shops, and they have multiple choices, not just specialized. There's other other choices. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, cool. Well, just thinking of a bike, you know, that you know someone could go and um, you know, but uh, but I think if you got any questions, <clears throat> you know that that you would contact you could contact Terry directly uh, through his media and ask him ask him a question about a about a bike you're looking at or a program that you're you're wanting to to start or maybe you know maybe he can give you some hints on on getting started yeah. and or getting better and 
And uh, I will say that uh, Terry, you know, in closing here, that you've been such an encouragement to me, and uh, in many, in many, in many facets. And but, but really, you've been concerned about my health. And uh, many of you don't know that I'm type one diabetic and have gone through pancreatitis and and um, have had to adjust to um, insulin. So you've had you've helped me work through that, and I. I, I just, um, it means a lot. You've just, you spent time, you've been a great friend. And I just, well, I just you. thank you. Thank you. And I, I thought about a scripture here that I wanted to share here in, in closing. It says, uh, talking about finishing the race, you know, uh, in 2 Timothy 4, 7, says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And, you know, that's, um, that's, a, good one, yeah. that, that's a good one. And that's, as I, as I get close to 60, I think about more about finishing the race and finishing well. And uh, with good friends like you around, I, it, it will help me do that. So, so listen, thanks for joining me today. Oh, and me. and uh, hey, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can reach direct out directly to me on um, my media at ancillee.com, A-N-C-I-L-L-E-A.com, or in, you know, on my LinkedIn or Facebook page. You can direct message me. But thanks for joining us today with uh, spending this time with Terry. And, hey, I'll see, we'll see you again soon. Thanks. See you on the trails. See you there. <laughs>